Hi, everyone. On this episode of Moms in the Middle, we are talking about feeling healthy and not just your body. We are also talking your mind and your soul. I'm Melanie Ng, mom of a two and a half year old named Josh. And I'm Ivanka Osmak, and my son is George, and he's one and a half. If you're new to our show, we are just two moms working in TV, trying, trying to be the <laughs> right word to navigate the world of parenting. So it takes 40 weeks to grow a baby. We know that. Your body gets stretched, pulled, pushed to the limits before meeting your new little guy or girl. So Mel, why is there so much pressure to get back into tip-top shape? Like just weeks after they arrive. Just weeks. When it comes to being active as a new mom, I think you and I have different point of views on that. (laughs) You just do, and I don't. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's... That's an easy way to sum it up, but that is okay. Everyone is different and has different levels of activity uh, and on opinions on how long it should take to bounce back post-baby, what bounce back even means. Also, everyone has a unique take on what being fit truly means. And with that, we have a guest coming up to help us really just grapple with a healthy definition of fit. What does that mean? The reason we move needs to be removed from the reason we diet. And the reason that we move is to have mobility, fun, enjoyment, and ease, and lack of pain. And and those are things that no matter where you are in your life, those are important to everybody. But first, we're going to talk about our good and bad moments of the week. How was this week, Ivanka? Oh, Mel, what a week it was. (laughs) Uh, So the good moment of my week is we've taught George to clap for runners like people actually going out for a run it makes you feel really good when you're running and he he claps for you and so people will go by and you know they're off on their saturday morning stroll or jog whatever and then george is just like yay runners (laughs) but it's gotten really funny because we'll be on a street and people will be running for the bus or like to get (laughs) to you know to, I don't know, catch an Uber or whatever. And George is like, yay, runners. Or maybe it's people who aren't even actually running, but they're moving fast. And he's like, yay, runners. So I don't know if it's making their day or making them think like, I love you know, that. It's yeah. inspirational. It's support. Um, the other thing is, is he's really into buttons, as kids are, and he's getting kind of at the height where he can press. But if you're in the elevator, he can't quite reach the floors, but he can reach the buttons like opening, closing the door and the security and help <gasps> button. No. So we were in the elevator today and sure enough, he pressed the call button for security. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Thankfully, we were the only ones in the elevator. But the security guard is like, hello, hello, what's the problem? I'm like, we're okay. Sorry, sorry, we're okay. And then the rest of the morning, George is like, sorry, 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 sorry. But he loves pressing elevator buttons (laughs) and just other buttons in general. So he got a hold of my car keys. And what happens when you press that little red triangle or like- Pop the trunk or the alarm. The The alarm alarm goes off. So twice in a day- we called security in the elevator, and then the alarm on my car went off, and so it's just like full, heh, heh, heh. <laughs> and of course he freaks out, so he's starting to, you know, what's going on? I'm like, because you the press button. the buttons. Anyways, we have to keep him away from buttons just for a little while, but it's pretty cute when he wants to press all of them. Wait till he gets taller. He I has know. more buttons. I know. All right, Mel, that's me. What about you? Uh, let me start with the good. Um, so, again, Josh is a, he's coming up uh, on three. So he's two and a half, between two and a half and three. I hate the people that always do the months. I don't yes. know the months. I'm I sorry. Agree about I don't know that. the months. Once you hit two, I'm saying you're two or you're three or you're two and a half, right? 100% I agree. And I'm so sorry if you're one of those months people, <laughs> but I am not that person. Um, one of the goods is he is all about watching. He's imitating so much right now. So my husband goes to work, puts on his tie, puts on his dress shoes. 
Josh is obsessed with wearing a tie. So Scott gave him an old tie. And he it's his now. It's part of his, like, toy chest here. He puts on a tie every day and he goes, going to work. Bye. <laughs> and he runs around and then he'll put on Scott's shoes and run around the house. It is adorable. That's so sweet. But, but a glimpse into our future. He likes to use, like, little things he finds around and he pretends to listen to your heart. And he goes, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> and he looks in your ears and everything. I'm like... You keep on going, my child. You Dr. Keep Josh. On going. Dr. Josh reporting for business. They don't say that, do they? Doctors don't say that. <laughs> You're on call. <laughs> um, here's the bad. Okay, I think every parent is like, you got to reduce the screen time. You got to reduce the screen time. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes you got to give the screen time because I've got to make dinner. So I'm letting him mm-hmm. play with the iPad. I know. But we're like, let's let's make it educational at least. So we've downloaded all these fun puzzle games. Okay, he's learning. Yes, he's in front of the screen, but he's learning. Kid loves it. Problem is, he always wants to do it. Obsessed. Like, puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. Yeah. And so we're kind of at this point like, how do we take it away from him? So what are you going to do? I don't know. Like, we, we give him limited amounts of time. Can you let me know? Because, again, I'm a year You're, behind you. So it's please, gonna please uh, puzzle, keep me posted. Puzzle, puzzle. Yeah. But that is besides the point because we are not talking about screen time today. We're actually talking about the opposite, and that is getting fit. And this is for yourself and for your kids, too. And uh, I just want to share my experience here when it came to gaining weight. I thought a lot about it when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have th- that big of a build, so I'll, I'll admit I gained about 25, 30 pounds. I did not really work out before um, getting pregnant. I didn't work out while I was pregnant, and I can definitely tell you I did not go to the gym after pregnancy. And for me, um, so I had a C-section, which was um, unplanned. So that, first of all, right off the bat, um, physically, you're kind of uh, in a place where you're not even thinking about being active. It's just a matter of keeping this little child alive Mm -hmm. and making sure you're able to, you know, walk around. Um, But I remember people saying to me, have you gone back to the gym yet? Have you gone back to the gym yet? And I remember thinking, should I be going back to the gym yet? Like, when is it okay? So I had a lot of those questions. And then it kind of just fell by the wayside for me, um, priority-wise. Because I wasn't really a gym rat before, I didn't really think about um, making it a priority after having the baby. So what's interesting is that I kind of just, I just let it slip. I did let mm-hmm. it slip. And so your body is different. And you can attest to this, uh, Ivanka, that your body changes after you have a Things baby. They don't fit the same way. And they fit in different areas, yeah. different ways. But for me, um, I kind of just, I never got my groove back in some way, shape, or form, if that makes any sense. And now Josh being two and a half, almost coming up on three, uh, my activity really is just chasing him around because he's super active and lifting him up. So I say I have like, I have pipes. I've got really strong sure, arms because I lift him up. 35 pounder. Right? Yeah. He, he's a big kid. <laughs> um, but that's about it. And and I know I can get better because when you feel better about your body, you feel different parts of your life actually feel better too. So I'm kind of in a place where I'm looking for that advice. And so I look to you, Ivanka, you've got a very different approach. Right. Yeah. So my biggest issue, I I didn't feel comfortable being pregnant um, getting larger. I didn't gain, I, I gained this probably the same amount of you, 20 to 25 pounds. Um, I'm a lot taller, bigger than you, but, um, I didn't feel comfortable. And the biggest thing for me where I gained a lot was my boobs. Got I massive. wish I was you. <laughs> no, because, because, well, do you know how many people on social media oh. would write about my chest? Anyways. Um, but I was very self-conscious of this because I, you know, I was wearing sports bras probably for most of the term. Um, so my intent, as soon as I had George was, how am I going to get it off? How am I going to lose the weight? And I expected I'm going to go home and, you know, well, I just had an almost nine pound baby. I only gained 20, 22 pounds. 
I'm going to look fine. And you still have a, a stomach. But as soon as I got the okay and approval to go back to the gym, I did. And I got really involved in doing classes with George, health fitness classes. And I met a lot of great moms there, actually. I really made a good, good connections with other people who were in the same boat as me. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself because I was a gym rat before I got pregnant and that didn't slow me down post-pregnancy, but also because I was going back to work on television again Mm -hmm. in the public eye around six months in sports to lose the weight. Did I go back to my natural shape? Sure, I lost all the weight, mm-hmm. but like we were saying, things just it's different. Things are different, you yeah. know? And the clothes I tried on from before, they just didn't look the same. And I would say it took me probably until his first birthday where I felt like this is more or less what I looked like before. But for me, it's a it's a constant everyday battle because I do like to indulge in food. And so I that's how I feel healthy. So you work out to eat. You so eat I to work, work out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And here's the thing, like uh, your, pers- your perspective changes too, right? Right? Like I, I was talking to this one mom who said, uh, I need to be active to keep up with my kids. Like they actually feel the need to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they won't even be able to chase these little ones. And I'm kind of at that point. I'm running out of breath. I am running out of breath I, chasing. I, I will say, though, and I didn't think I would would have um, felt this way before George, but there are many days, uh, you know, I go to the gym at least six days a week, but there are many days now where I'm so tired where I do choose sleep and choose rest over going to the gym. And that's something I wouldn't do before. But now it's like, no, I need to listen to my body and sleep is more important. So that is something that I think I've matured about. But we have a guest on today because we are talking about being healthy, body, mind, um, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. And our guest is, is knows all about that. Dara Bergeron, the founder of Belly Bootcamp. It's a place for moms to get together, enjoy a little self-care while being active with their little ones. And the group classes and online training, they're all about making women feel awesome in their bodies inside and so out. Important. Just so Exactly. She's a mom of three, and Dara knows all about the importance of positive body image, images. In fact, one of the main objectives, Dara reminds her clients, is body positivity and accessibility for all fitness levels are a big deal at her boot camp. So, Dara, thank you so much for joining us. But when I hear boot camp, I get very <laughs> intimidated. A lot of people do. So what is it all about and how did it begin? Well, thanks for having me. Um, so Belly Boot Camp started when I was pregnant with my second kid, which was about 10 years ago. I had been working in the fitness industry just with what we call gen pop or regular old people, um, not moms specifically. And Belly Boot Camp was just kind of an idea I had. I looked at what was available for moms specifically in the city that I lived in, which is Toronto. And the offerings were either sort of dumbed down pastel versions of aerobics classes um, or, or nothing, really. That was what there was 10 years ago. And so I wanted to create a real strength training um, and and mainstream kind of exercise a program that was up on all the latest research using the same techniques you would use with any other population, but with specific attention to the things that moms need, you know, core and pelvic floor and mobility for all the mom life jobs that we have to do. So Belly Bootcamp was born from that. And, um, and here we are 10 years later. So what's really interesting, though, is your business has had a major shift Mm -hmm. as of the last couple of years, because um, there are going to be some moms listening who say, yes, I am on board. I want to get that body back. And other moms who go, I don't know. I just want to feel good about myself. And part of your business is really navigating the two there. Yeah. And it's not to say that there's anything wrong with having a goal of, of losing fat. 
would never would stop anyone from um, from pursuing a goal like that. And certainly I can coach women with those goals. And I do. Um, but what I don't do, I choose not to do with Belly Boot Camp and with all of our communications is we don't advertise fat loss. I just think there's enough noise on that side of the line already. And what we need is when it came down to it for me, I had to choose a side of that line. And so for me and for Belly Boot Camp, our side is we're not going to talk about that. We don't need to remind you that your body looks different. You're quite aware of that, mm. right? And so what we can do instead is show you all the things you are capable of and help you to just feel really strong. That's much more important to me. Okay, I'm going to admit this here because it's just us three, mm-hmm. right? Um, and everyone else listening. <laughs> everyone else listening. But my biggest thing has been um, I still pee when I run sometimes or jump rope. Yeah. Is that, am I from like <laughs> but you, because you mentioned it, your pelvic yeah, floor, and I totally. know it's a big deal. Right. God, so many people are going to be turned off right now. No, no, it's it's so that's the new oh headline. They're all going, I but, do too. That's right? what yeah. So, okay, so can you talk about that and how you address that issue? Yeah, Maybe totally. I can start picking those exercises up. So not to get technical, well, too technical, but in our classes, we deal with it with specific like core and pelvic floor retraining, um, retraining portion of the, of the class. And then we also do, as, I, as you mentioned, like online training and personal training. And then I have an online program that's more of a slow build back kind of over six weeks called Mama Reset. And that's where you go back and go step by step. But it's totally true. Like we have moms come to us a year, two years postpartum who maybe didn't think they had symptoms, but as they increased intensity, as they were like, yes, I am going to train for that 10K or I am going to try CrossFit, what was okay was okay, 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 and then not okay anymore. And so it can be um, a shock when you don't feel like your healing has been compromised early on, but later on you're like, then why am I still peeing myself? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to bring in some social media comments because we got a ton. Yes, <laughs> a lot of people want to weigh in. Okay, so literally weigh in, Ivanka. You're not. You're not even doing this on purpose. Okay, Thank so you. this I'll be one <laughs> coming to us from Sarah Chowdhury on Twitter saying, "I'm literally living through this right now. Mm-hmm. She has a three-year-old and a one-month-old. Not loving the post-pregnancy phase. I'm definitely hard on myself. Such an awkward stage. Learning to be patient to lose the weight and love my quote new body, whatever mm-hmm. that is. There was so much pressure as a new mom to bounce back." with both of your recovery and to get your body back. So you touched on it a little bit on um, you got to tap into what's happening up here in yeah. your mind because I'm sure you're getting some mums in these classes that are feeling just down on themselves. And so how do you get them mentally or or how do you get someone mentally prepared to even think about the physical? Mm-hmm. It's hard. I mean, let, let's just say it out loud, first of all. It, it's really hard to get yourself out there. And I'm always really impressed by the moms who do, like you did, Vanka, like get out of the house with the baby and go to an exercise class or a music class or whatever it is. Because it takes balls when you're not feeling really good about yourself to get out of the house and go in front of other people, let alone to like show up in your tank top and your tight, your leggings and sweat and get red faced and not maybe not your prettiest. Right. So we they need to do is is be able to enjoy their body as it is now. That doesn't mean that they're not still on a continuum of change, because, you know, as you said too, Ivanka, like when you've been a long term exerciser, your body goes through all kinds of changes, you know, um, injuries, in this case, childbirth. And so fitness is really a long haul. That's what I try to say to my clients. It's a long haul. And you can't get too focused on this. This one month or this one year, because if you do, then you really easily get sidelined by changes and 
you know, setbacks, right? Mm. It can definitely be easy to get sidetracked. Now, here's another tweet that we got from Adrian Beaudry. It was important for me to feel healthy. Try not to worry about the shape, yeah. but focus on how you feel. It took nine months to develop that baby shape. Take the time to feel good. Push where it feels right. And if it takes nine months, nine years or more to get back, that's okay. And I've got to ask you this question. I know you run Belly Boot Camp, so you, yeah. there's, there's the business of it. But there are going to be people listening that say, you know what? I don't want to step inside a gym. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. What can someone do just to feel better about themselves? Oh, there's so many things. And we tend to like really make exercise super extreme in our culture. Like if you're not running a marathon or training for something that it's worthless. But really, 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 if we look at like our grandmothers, they were relatively lean and healthful. Um, they ate steak and potatoes and they mm -hmm. certainly didn't go to belly boot camp. But what they did do was they did their own housework. I'm a huge proponent of doing things around your home. Not to say you shouldn't use oh, help. No. <laughs> not to say, I have three kids, not to say you shouldn't get help. My, my children labor. It's child labor <laughs> central. But if you can do some things yourself, whether that's, you know, walking to run your errands, um, you know, vacuuming and sweeping here and there, um, playing, getting down obviously on the floor with the kids, um, creating activities that you do as a family. You know, we went to, for a hike on the weekend. We went to the pool. Um, and sometimes those things take a certain level. We have to acknowledge and hold space for us. That can take a certain level of mental health too. So if you're feeling really poorly about yourself in postpartum, even the idea of getting out and going to a pool is going to be uh, like daunting, terrifying, yeah. right? Um, so hopefully with exposure to all the great, wonderful things you can do with your body, we start to feel a little less awkward and realize that really nobody is looking at you. Like you're just another mom in her swimsuit at the pool. And so you're super important to you, but you're not important to anyone else. They're not looking at you. They're just playing with their kids and doing their own thing. Yeah. I love that, yeah. Mel, you talked about this where you have to be healthy for your son running around and trying mm -hmm. to keep up yeah. with him oh and gosh. lifting him. So They're heavy. They, they are, are so heavy, heavy. They're and they're fast little buggers. <laughs> so um, so the importance of staying healthy for your kids and also yeah. being active and getting your kids totally. involved in either sports or just or just going to the park just and playing, being able to climb with Enjoying them. their bodies. And it's such a great way to role model. You don't need to show them, like, oh, it's okay to take your space. If you have your favorite spinning class... Um, your favorite yoga class or you like to run with your group of friends without your kids, by all means, you are 100% entitled to that time and mom should take more of it. But if you don't have the ability, the finances, whatever it is, access to those kinds of things or they're just not your jam, there's absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, how awesome is it for a kid to grow up seeing their mom hop down on the floor and do a plank or take them for a walk on a, on a day, even if it's not the most beautiful day in the world or go to the local pool. Um, or rake the leaves, or do a cartwheel. It doesn't have to be... Did you say do a cartwheel? Do a cartwheel. <laughs> I, did yeah. I don't want to pull anything. <laughs> it's a goal. It's a goal. Maybe okay, not okay. right out the gate six weeks postpartum. Start with a somersault. Mm. <laughs> Social media. Yes. Love um, it, hate it. Uh, love it, hate it. I don't know how many times when, you know, uh, just a few weeks after uh, gave birth and I was scrolling through social media and looking at, you know, either fitness models or, or models who had just had their baby and they're like, look at me, look only at my three weeks back. Back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, it can be the devil, but it can also be totally. a great place and community. Mm -hmm. So how do you use it? you know, for the good. Yeah. It is tricky. Like kind of what we were talking about going to the pool. If you're feeling really low on yourself, then it may tend to feel less positive than it is when you're feeling really good about yourself. 
But I think the best thing to do is I always suggest that our moms curate their curate their feeds, like really scroll intentionally through who it is you're following. And you know, when you see that name, you get that. <laughs> and it could be the nicest person in the world. You just don't want to see it. It just something about that person and the way they interact makes you feel less good about yourself. And you could follow them again one day. Maybe you'll be in a different place. But I always think it's really important to unfollow anything that doesn't make you feel really good. And then look, actively seek out body types that look like yours. So accounts that there are tons of amazing, active, strong women, everyone from Olympians, you know what I mean? Olympic uh, weightlifters who definitely don't look like your typical bikini model to just regular women like me or like our clients who might share their wellness journeys, but who look like you when you look in the mirror. And the more your brain, it's just exposure, like any other kind of psychology, the more your brain sees that stuff, the more you start to see it as normal. And then when you look in the mirror, which I also recommend you take down a notch because constantly <laughs> lifting up your shirt and looking at your belly. No good? Is, no, no. <laughs> not, not, not like you don't need to tape up the mirrors or anything, but I feel like. What about one of those carnival mirrors? <laughs> one of the ones that just make you like really you know, strong. Like, you? Yes. you know when you're 19 though and like every time you pass anything that's reflective, you're just like, ooh, right? <laughs> like you have to check yourself out. I think it can be a good idea when your body's going through change to try to um, Discipline yourself a little bit to stop checking yourself out all the time and to look for other ways that you can prove to yourself that you're doing good and you're accountable and, and acceptable, you know, other than just your appearance. Because let's be honest, when you're like on mat leave or work from home mom, you do not look like tip top as you're oh, running no. around your house during the day with the mom bun and the like mom the bun. hanging out. And the, <laughs> you know yeah. why we're doing a podcast right now? It's because we're both in glasses, glasses, no makeup. Well, I'm wearing makeup only <laughs> left over from the morning. I promise. Totally. I promise. So yeah. So in fact, it's social media, but curate, definitely curate your feed and try to add things. Don't just strip away what makes you feel crappy, but try to add in accounts that make you feel really normal because the fact is that we are all normal. There's a huge range of body types. I love that. I love that looking for your yeah. body And type, look for the right? cultures, like, the, the yeah. skin colors, the... Um, people who live in you know communities similar to yours and the things that make you realize just how normal you are. Your people are are out there and they might not be the all the bikini models. <laughs> yeah, I'm not friends with them. I don't I don't know them. No, no, friend. I don't know. But that you know it's so key. You hit it right there is it is mind, body, and soul. It is yeah. everything. Being fit 100%. is all of those things together, right? So whatever makes sense for you and everyone's got a different journey. I know it sounds mm -hmm. kind of cheesy, but everyone's it's got true. a different path, right? Yeah. So what advice would you would you leave our listeners right now for if they're kind of feeling in a rut, um, whether they've they've just had a baby weeks ago or maybe years ago and they still feel like, you know, they're not in a healthy place. Mm -hmm. um, what, what advice would you give them? What little steps can they start with? I think it's it's really important. It's a mindset shift to think about your health. If you stop thinking about it, if and it takes time, you do have to fake it till you make it, I say, with body image stuff. Like um, do it with the intention of one day feeling better about yourself, even if in the beginning you're, you know, you're, you're not feeling so great. Um, but you have to sort of understand that it's really not about fat loss and appearance. Exercise and movement, um, our research is quite clear on this. It's not the best way to support fat loss anyways. The reason we move needs to be removed from the reason we diet. And the reason that we move is to have mobility, fun, enjoyment, and ease, and lack of pain. And, and those are things that no matter where you are in your life, those are important to everybody. You look at someone whose first goal is 
the way they look and you put an injury on them and I guarantee within seconds their first goal is to stop being in pain. So the best thing we can do is understand our movement as supportive and when we can understand it as something to add into our lives, then we don't need to always have an hour for a spin class. We can have five minutes. So for example, yesterday I was literally home alone with a sick kid and I did, I decided I couldn't date in a full, a full half hour without being interrupted. So I set the timer for five minutes. I had my kettlebell, a step stool. I did five minutes, the timer went off. I went back to my work and my kid. And a couple hours later, when I was stiff from sitting around, I put the timer on for five minutes again. I had to go pick up a car. So I walked to the car rental pickup. Like it's, you can do these things and they are doable. And if your only goal is I have to push myself to a point of, Morphi- morphing my body somehow, then you can't really see the forest for the trees. But there's so many ways to be active. I feel like you're speaking right to me. And me, and me. She's looking at us both and like, oh, yes, I'm staring. Yes, okay, I will do that. Right? But that, that makes a lot of sense. And that's actually very helpful for me. Because I have always been that person, I still am today, where I need to get, you know, 45 minutes yeah. to an hour. I need to sweat. I need to have yeah. a good workout, how I define it. Um, and... My husband is just kind of lives with me and he, he'll put up with me and I have to get out, you know, no matter how busy or chaotic the day or how tired I am, sometimes I need to get that full workout. And, but knowing that, you know, maybe five minutes here and there is okay because it is just about the healthy lifestyle and I don't need to push myself 110%. And there it is right there, the five yeah. to 10 minutes, which yes. I do not do, Dara. Yeah. So you have inspired me as well. To so just doable. Look for the little things, right? Yeah. So really what find what's right for you. Push yourself to your own limits, what you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. and just feel good. Yeah, just feel sure. good. What's the point if you don't feel good? That is so good. Can you please stick around with us? Yeah. All the time. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dara Bergeron, founder of Belly Boot Camp. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Now it's time for Moms Who Kick Ass, and I am nominating Haley Wickenheiser. Awesome. Because she is the very definition of a mom who's kicking ass. She has a son, Noah. She's, of course, one of the top players in women's hockey history, not just today. She has four Olympic gold medals and countless number of other medals. Um, She has career-leading score for the Canadian women's national team. She has just done so much for the growth of the game for women and for men. And recently, she was named the Maple Leafs' new assistant director of player development, which is a big deal because you still don't see a lot Mm -hmm. of women taking on that role in a professional sports league like the NHL. So she's doing all that. And then in addition to her hockey career and her all the stats in all her spare time, yeah, in her spare time, (laughs) she is studying medicine to become a doctor at the University of Calgary. Come on. So hats (laughs) off, Haley. She's a super, super person. And she is definitely a mom who's kicking ass. Yes, we love you, Haley Wicked Heiser. That's your new name, because come on, how do you do it I'm sure she's never heard that before. I know. All right. And we want to obviously highlight people within our own backyard. It's really important because you don't have to be a celebrity to be a super parent. And uh, we have been asking, and we continue to ask for your nominations for a mom who kicks ass. And this email came to us, and I love this when people do it, it came from her husband. So a guy named Matt says, you need to highlight my wife, Catherine Smith. Here's a quote from an email that he wrote us. My wife is a rock star. She runs her own business, helping moms reach their fitness goals through various workshops, The neat thing about her niche is that through these activities, she is connecting moms together who are all going through the same battles 
and the same goals. She also is a super mom to two young boys that are two and four and teaches classes between pickup and drop off at daycare or one of their many events. So, Matt, one applause for acknowledging how amazing your wife is. Here's to you. Because we acknowledge that she is absolutely a super mom. I can't, you know, we both have one. Anyone who has more than one, I just, I bow down. I bow down to you. And uh, he looped her into that email, right? She wrote back and said, no, I don't think, I think they're looking for people with, you know, she thought she wouldn't make it on here. And that is why she's making a mom kicking ass because she doesn't even know how awesome she is. Thank you, Catherine. You really are amazing. That does it for this episode of Moms in the Middle. Of course, we have to give our big shout out because this wouldn't be possible without producer Stephanie Phillips, editor Megan Coley, and thanks to the Frequency Podcast Network for giving us moms a platform. We love you. And do not forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or you can go to the website FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com. Don't forget to comment, review, let us know what you think. Follow us on Twitter. She's at City Melanie and I'm at Ivanka Osmak or on Instagram at the same handle and that's Ivanka with an E. Thank you for listening. Next week, you do not want to miss this episode. We have the star of Working Moms, Danny Kind. She's also a real-life mom of two. And let me tell you, our bleeping machines were on overdrive because she is so hilarious. That does it for us. See you later.